welcome to today's episode of Shut the Fuck Up. We are not done talking yet. And my good friend, Ruth Toledo Altshuler is with us. She is a highly experienced flower essence practitioner and therapist and friend of mine. We met at Terra Flora, a place in Nevada City that gives flower essence instruction as well as grows many of the flowers and makes the flower essence right there. And welcome to the show, Ruth. It's a joy to be here. Good. Um, so at the beginning, we would love to ask you lots of questions about flower essences pertaining to this era of the COVID-19 we're in, but we'll start with what they are in the first place. That's a good place to begin because what I find um, is that most people don't really know what flower essences are and the immediate association that they make is of something that has a scent. And of course, that would be aromatherapy and essential oils. And flower essences are a different kind of plant medicine and quite a unique one. For one thing, this is a kind of preparation that uses a very small amount of plants and specifically flowers in its preparation. And a flower essence is the imprint of the radiant life force of the flowers of a plant at the peak of their blossoming. And it's an energy remedy in a sense that it's the imprint of that information that the plant holds in it, in its flowering state, when it's preparing to create its next generation. Mm -hmm. So it's almost like the plant puts everything it knows into the flower that will also attract the pollinators and generate its new generation. And it's that information that is imprinted in water and then conserved with some alcohol preservative, traditionally brandy, and diluted one time and then one more time for the preparation that we actually ingest in drops that have no scent and that actually don't contain physical substance. And therefore, they are very safe because there's no possible toxicity there since we're not dealing with highly concentrated plant preparations. We're dealing with information imprinted in the water. You know, um, this is Sharla. I think the first time I ever encountered them in general must have been like Bach Rescue Remedy. And I know that's from Germany, but I was just curious as to like where flower essence got started. Has it been around forever? Well, the, the simplest answer to that, which makes them 
even more relevant for this time that we're in is that flower essences as we know them with this kind of preparation began to exist in the UK in the 1930s, in the period between the First World War and the Second World War, when the world was going through the Great Depression. And there was so much um, despair and, you know, people were going through um, many emotional challenges and, and, and big uh, concrete challenges in their lives. And the man who created them, he was a medical doctor that went in a whole journey of research, researching, we, we, we say that he was one of the first psychoneuroimmunologists because he was aware of the fact that how the person is feeling emotionally and spiritually affects their overall state and consequently their health as well. Ah, okay. And so he began researching these plants and he's the one who put together what we know as rescue remedy or five flower remedy, which is the most familiar flower essence for many people. Yeah. I just want to give a tiny background story to that about Dr. Bach is that I had never heard of rescue remedy or anything about flower essences. And I, I was in Hawaii on vacation with um, my children and my two-year-old was having a tantrum meltdown on a beach. Like she was wigging out because the other girl had the pail or something like that. And the mother comes over to me and says, would you mind if I put this on your daughter's tongue? And I was like, I don't know. She looked, she looked okay to me, the mom. Like, yeah, I, would, I go, sure. And she does this, two drops. And Lila was like, and then she just stopped. And she was just like, everything stopped. The tears, the fussing. And I'm like, what is that? She's like, it's a rescue remedy and you can get it at the health food store. And, I, so, and so I came home and I went to my health food store and I thought that, and then I saw there were 38 flowers. And I was like, well, what's that one for? And what's that one for? And I started buying them. I didn't even understand. I was like, Larch for self-confidence. Cool. I'm like, look, so it was, I didn't understand mixing them. I just took them. Then I gave them to my cats because they were fighting. I gave them to my dog because he, she barked too much. So that's my little like foray into, and then I, you know, sort of happened upon flower essences from, uh, from North America, from, um, from Terraflora by accident. But anyway, that's my little story that those, the, often we see those ones first in the shops. Even CVS has flower essences now, like they got more mainstream. Yeah. yeah, and the story you told is a perfect one because so many people ask us, but how do you know these work? And one of the examples we give is test them on the pets or on children who are not you know, they don't have any mental suggestion. It's not this placebo effect thing. And you see the results so vividly. It's so interesting. Yeah. I did not know that that's how you got interested in it. 
Danielle. I knew that you had tested it on your pets before you decided to go study. How I to did become right. a practitioner. I even wrote, so to become a practitioner, there's a little application and they sort of say, well, why would you like to come? I said, I don't really know, but I gave it to my pets and they love it. And they're like, okay, you can come. I thought I had to like have some kind of like prerequisite, like I'm a massage therapist. No, it's like, I'm just really interested. They're like, yeah, come on. So, And, and one thing that I thought even before we started this call is how relevant flower essences can be and how useful they can be at this time that people are locked in their homes with the kids and with each other. So whatever questions you might want to ask that can uh, meet those kind of issues that people may be dealing with, that will be great yeah. for us to talk about. Absolutely. Well, you you know, it's so it's so interesting to me that these were developed during a time of of crisis, a, of global despair, just like we're in at this very moment. It's really, really time timely. Yeah, um, I I read some of the parts of the book. I mean, Dr. Bach was so um, he was working in in London, and he felt so so much despair just being with veterans of the war right is that true ruth and so he said oh i can't do this anymore and he moved to the country and then worked with the flowers i mean it was like a really depressing time yeah and he actually during the war worked helping um as a doctor so yeah. he had uh, been very close to yeah. the dramas of those times. yeah and the the early flowers charlotte remind me of like these huge topics like despair and lack of hope we can't go on that sort of thing that mm -hmm. um and now there are different flower companies different flower providers have more like specific things but they started as like existential like i the dark soul of the night and i can't live tomorrow which is kind of like me that i was like that very recently so right, i told ruth that before and certainly charla knows that <laughs> True. Let's do our <laughs> listeners. Well, Ruth, tell us a little bit about um, the kind of emotions that people might be experiencing now that are kind of relevant to flower essences. Yeah, absolutely. And I will talk about one that is actually one of the components of the rescue remedy. And, and it's, it would be one of the foundations, the rescue or remedy or five flower remedy, as it's also called, has five flowers. And impatience is one of the important ones. And that is so interesting because the plant is a plant that, I mean, the reason why it's called impatience is that it has these seed pods that burst and throw the seeds at along you know all around them and this plant has this amazing ability to grow prolifically from seed and a lot of plants are created so they are very abundant and there's like this growing movement and sharp pointed leaves and 
then you have this flower that is almost in suspension and it's calling in the bees and it kind of almost floats in the air and has this light mauve color. And so the, the flower essence of impatience helps us to have patience with the timing of things and of other people. And it also very much helps to transform those states of irritability that we might have. So you can immediately see, I mean, we can go on and on talking about possible uses, but you can immediately see how oh, yes. timely this one is for most people. Yeah. And especially for those who don't really want to be in one place all the time with all these other people around them and they're they really want this to end quickly and yet we need patience i need patience, I need patience right yes now. patience is exactly i think what seems to be missing i think maybe just because everyone is on edge and feels anxious and fearful and are out of balance, or at least that's the way I feel, that some days I just can't feel grounded. I might swing back and forth between emotions, almost feeling giddy and laughing hysterically, and then swinging back to being very upset and crying and tearful. I mean, it's, to me, I feel like it's very, it's almost like grief where you do have these strange high lows um, that seem almost opposite, <laughs> but you can tell they're really connected by some other deeper feeling underneath. Yeah, I agree. And most of the people that I see are going through these um, contradictory states and um, through these extremes yeah well if you can see what i'm going through i have now come down to my basement where you can see things like that because no matter where i sit in my house i will be interrupted my daughter just got the groceries from this front so yeah talk about impatience i can't have one single zoom call without somebody walking in on me neither can sharla she got a do not distort disturb sign for her door so but anyway back to topic mm. Yeah, and, and, and that's really interesting because we do have essences that help us feel more like we can hold our own space and we, we gain a certain, we regain, let's say, a certain sense of spaciousness when we're feeling overcrowded and almost like our space is invaded that's the corn flower essence. Yes. Made by the oh. flower essence society. Yeah. Yes. That's so great. What's, and what's the other one? I was just thinking, like, isn't it um, dill or something to, for when we're over um, electronified, when we have too much computer? Is that, am I off, am I off with that? Not exactly. We, we actually have 
the the yes combination that's the yarrow environmental solution and that one has a combination of several yarrow essences plus uh, echinacea and arnica and they're all in the daisy family and the yarrows are very good when we're tending to become a sponge of the energy of what's happening either with people close to us or with the collective the different yarrows um, work on different levels of this but especially the people who are more sensitive and resonant they tend to become almost like saturated and then their energy bleeds out and when we take the yarrows we actually create more of this resilience in our energy field that we're not sponging up we're not absorbing stuff so much and that's also good when we have to be um, within places where there's a lot of um, magnetic fields and you know electronics and so it's also protective of our system it was actually developed during the chernobyl uh, accident as something to help people who were in europe and were uh, receiving the emanations of the radiation so they were they developed this combination to help people build that resilience but then it became almost like a companion an everyday companion for me yeah. interesting um i wanted to go back just for a minute to the impatience flower i pulled out my flower essence healing journal from when i was working with danielle and i had impatience prescribed as one of the many things and it here's what it said i accept the flow of life and the pace of others patience for process creates freedom in my soul i am breathing with each moment my heart pulses within the sacred experience of time that was the uh, the text that went along with the flowers and i thought maybe um could you describe to us what a flower essence healing session is like i mean we've been talking a little bit about which flowers address certain emotional conditions but could you also just describe for our listeners um how you would suggest to someone what they might need in terms of flower essence i'm going to use uh, an image that i've used when teaching classes and that is that one can use flower essences in the same way uh, and with a whole variation of levels that we can make kind of an analogy with food so i can have an experience of um, recommending flower essences or people can go through an experience of a selection of flower essences that's almost like sitting on a in the kitchen with a friend and you're having that conversation say, oh i think your child really needs this one essence 
and then the person will use that and it doesn't have to be recommended by a professional it they they can be used like home teas and home remedies and that would be the real simple way of using them so it's fine if people decide to go to the store or to look in in a website and use a keyword and then they they try that one out or they have a conversation with a friend and they decide what they want to use and they don't necessarily need to go to a practitioner for that mm -hmm. and then we can also have um, a session where the person gets more personalized um, recommendations and for this kind of situation the person will find the flower essence practitioners there there are many practitioners uh, available and there's Danielle and there's me and there's a lot of other practitioners out there and practitioners have different kinds of clients that they're used to working with. So it's good to find someone who does the kind of work that you're looking for. Some people specialize in working with kids. Some people specialize in working with animals. And um, there's different kinds of um, approaches. So you can have a conversation in which you will bring in the issues okay my kids are really very jealous they're fighting with one another so i want i need some essences for them and so the practitioner will ask some key questions and will come up with a recommendation sometimes even for one combination for this kid another combination for that kid and that will be uh, kind of this medium realm of uh, using flower essences for an immediate need. And then we have like the deeper ongoing work of flower essence therapy. And that would be more like the work of a chef that really wants to follow the person through a journey. And then as they meet their flower essence practitioner, every two months or three months for their next session they will be working on deeper and deeper levels of their behavior attitudes mindset emotions and perhaps older wounds that they've carried throughout their life history so, so there's all these levels. Yeah, okay, that is really helpful to understand. That's a great analogy, the food analogy. Um, so you could find people who are maybe just needing some sort of quick solution and then other people might be doing a longer, you know, self-study journey, as you said. And I guess along the way, you would have your flower essences would change as you were changing or as you were going deeper? Certainly, exactly. And, and, and what's so beautiful about this process is that the flower essences become almost like allies and guides in the process of transforming 
the emotion or pattern or um, yeah, like you mentioned grief. There's this really powerful family of essences with one specific one that actually gives name to the family, the borage family and the borage flower essence. And many people know borage as a healing plant that's easy to grow and produces an enormous amount of flower, flowers. And this one is one that's very helpful when people are dealing with heavy heartedness, grief, sorrow, and that feeling of despondency and heaviness. And the plant, it, it helps to balance that sense of heaviness with levity and really bringing in that sense of levity to the heart so that the person begins to be able to allow that grief to flow and gradually they're finding that lightness again. So that would be the borage flower essence. That sounds like one that many people could use right now. Certainly. Because I, I think that is a really common experience where people do feel heavy with the weight of what's happening yeah. and are looking for lightness. Yeah, and, and there's this sense of loss. And, and some people were talking about this collective grief, even in relation to the environment and what's happening with the planet. So that was happening even before this pandemic. And now we have also the grief of the loss of loved ones and the loss of some dreams and, oh gosh, yeah. Yeah. I think that there's a lot of loss and different levels of people's lives right now. Everything from the loss of just the freedom to go outside and take a walk without wearing a mask, to go seeing friends and family. Um, to having no job, that. to having lost family members, to so many, many things. It's uh, frightening. And one of the beautiful, beautiful gifts of the flower essence uh, approach as a whole is that plants have been challenged to adapt to changes, to changes in environment, to changes in climate, to changes in, um, you know, in everything. I mean, they've been around in the planet for so much longer than we have. And so they know so much about change, about letting go, about starting over, about renewal and recreation. Um, I have a question for you, Ruth. What do you know about um, flower essences being used before Dr. Bach came on the scene? Was that used kind of like some people using herbal medicine that they just figured it out that such a, such a flower made a person feel a certain way or help a person in a certain way? You know, I, I once, and that was back in 1992, I was uh, a speaker and participated and watched many other lectures in a conference. That was the second Flower Essence Conference in Australia, where the theme was 
ancient tradition and modern wisdom. And each one of the speakers was asked to bring some reference to what would be earlier forms of flower essences that they knew from different cultures. So I know that the Australian Aboriginals, for instance, they had one kind of ritual in which people were put in kind of a, a pit in the soil or a space that was, you know, dug in the earth, and they were covered in flowers and then covered in soil, and they would stay there in that blanket of soil and flowers, and that was a ritual of healing for them. Now, for my lecture, one of the things that I found was that in the Afro-Brazilian tradition, they used to prepare, and they still do, baths of petals of flowers that would be put under the sun and then under the moon, and they would bathe themselves with that water. So those would be, and I think you will find them in different cultures, those would be initial uses of these energetic qualities of the flowers, not so much of the plant physical substance. And there's probably more examples. Yeah. Hey, so let's take a mini break, you two, and we'll be right back. Oh, well, I still had a few more questions. Um, one question I had was, Ruth, how did you get interested, involved in flower essences? That's been a path that it was almost like bre following breadcrumbs that were calling me to it. Um, well before I actually flower essences found me, that's usually what, what I, how I describe it, I started getting so interested in plants and in flowers and I wanted to know all about them. And then I used to travel to Europe. I had a clothes designing business and I would go to see fashion and then I would go and look at everything. And then I was given a book about the Bach remedies, but it was a time that everything flower was calling me. And I was already so enchanted by the plants and the flowers. And then when I started reading about these gifts that they offer, I was absolutely enraptured. And soon enough, I got my first kit and it didn't take long that I started giving it to employees, family, of course, first to myself. But then people started coming to me for those. And it's been going on for the last 31 years. And uh, Ruth, I, I know you're from Brazil. What part of Brazil are you from and when did you come to the United States? I was born in Sao Paulo. My family moved a lot and I lived in different countries, but that's where I actually began my practice. In 2001, I married my husband who is American. So he is um, 
my husband after I separated from the father of my kids um, that was from Brazil. And so when I moved here, I continued my practice there. So for 15 years, I was going back and forth four times a year. And I continued seeing my clients in person there. So it's been only over the last few years that I finally stopped traveling so much and began building mostly an online business, seeing people around the world. I still see some of my Brazilian clients and maybe now they won't be saying, when are you coming? Because they're getting more used to using Zoom. Yeah, <laughs> In the beginning, it was hard. They just, they only wanted to know, when are you coming? <laughs> And I have a follow-up question. Um, did you make all the friends or the mutual friends that I know you from, from our, the come to trainings, did you meet them, already know them in Brazil, or did you meet them because of um, doing flower essences in the United States? The ones that you meet at the circles, I met them um, kind of in the same way as you met me. Okay. In trainings. Yes. In training and then and then I understand that flower essences became part of more of a holistic medical acceptance in Brazil that people actually can go to practitioners and it's covered under your insurance is that right well it's actually um, well for one thing the fact that there is this, that intermingling of cultures of the afro-brazilian culture there was more acceptance to the modality and it became very well known. It became very popular. It's almost like it, it was unbelievable. The amount of people, uh, there was a conference in 1989 that had 1,200 people attending to learn about the Bach flower remedies. So that's how popular it was. And so it became almost like part of people's day-to-day -day life. And eventually the public health service uh, included it in one of those um, holistic modalities that can be used in parallel to uh, medical treatment. So, yeah. Insurance doesn't cover it, but the public health has uh, services offering flowers. Okay, yeah, I misunderstood it when I first yeah. heard about it. But that's pretty exciting that it's even well. Recognized. It is. Yeah, it sounds like it's treated like a complementary alternative therapy, the way maybe acupuncture might be. Whatever exactly. they have some name, I think they just call it complementary therapies. Exactly. Um, and they even have master degree courses in the universities where people become specialized in fluorescence therapy. That is so interesting. Okay, now I have two more questions. One, you referenced when you first started that you got a kit. Now, what does that mean? It's a like a medicine cabinet just that has a bunch of different fluorescences in it, like a chemistry kit? or something like that? It's really enchanting because each company that does their research, they come up with a collection of the different essences that they make. And sometimes they have different collections that they assemble groups of essences, but 
when we we talk about the kit like the 38 back remedies that would be the 38 plus the rescue remedy that would be that collection and in some of them they even have the picture of the flower on the label mm -hmm. so you actually look at that palette almost like a box of colored pens paints or or paints. Paints. Mm -hmm. yeah. oh yeah. interesting okay so like different manufacturers have their own kits or different suppliers or whatever or growers i guess is what they are mainly they're growing all of these flowers specifically for this purpose yeah, not really. No, they they actually in in great part they prepare their flower essences from wild plants growing in their native environments, but in some cases they make them in um, organic gardens where the elemental forces are very much in balance. Yeah, I mean, there's both the north. Yeah, Patricia Kaminsky and Richard Katz. They can also have the entire foothills of california to their availability as well as the sierras um so they have all that but they do have quite a large plentiful garden garden cool things in it like corn with stalks dripping down and bees all over them it's really quite delightful you know what it's worth paying to go to a course at fes just to see see the garden and hang out there so i yeah we can sell it on that alone it's fantastic it's like what being is it in this little holy place. It's called Terra F -E Flora. F -E oh, Terra Florida. Yeah, Flower Essence Society okay. and the business is Flower Essence Services. Um, but what about, I know that you um, check out different places. So I know you're, you really like the Alaskan um, essences. So you want to tell us about some other lines that you enjoy? Yeah, the Alaskan essences, um, I had the privilege of being introduced to them by the man who first did the research there. And he used to be a firefighter for many years. So he stayed for long periods of time on his own, um, watching the elements and, and, and watching where the fire was going to go and how it was going to spread. And he had this really strong nature connection. And then he began, began researching plants that grew wild in Alaska and eventually uh, developed this whole collection of Alaskan flower essences. And they, and they do have the quality of that environment in which the growth season is very short. So the plants have to endure long winters and then they have to come up and blossom in a short period of time. Uh, but there's also the tree um, and pollen essences that he makes as well. And this is unrelated to flowers, but essences, gem essences. I've only tried a few of them, right? So they're made from diamonds and emeralds and other, and granite, I guess. That's really neat. Yeah, and it's different. It's almost like these other essences that are not from flowers they are of a kind of a different nature in which they are energy remedies but the ones that really have this growth and evolution quality are the ones that come from the flowers yeah 
Now I have a question for the two of you as practitioners, when you get together and do a circle, what goes on? Um, Ruth hasn't been so brilliant. She invited us many, many practitioners from around the world to join her monthly. And she's on a Zoom call just like this. And she talks about one flower and the gesture of it. She has a beautiful slideshow so we can see different aspects of the plant. And then the participants give opinions, words, something, you know, fantastic to say about each one. And then there's like a meditation. Maybe that's the beginning of the end. And then Ruth plays that slideshow several times over and we all give out our hearts and well-meaning and everything to our entire world and spread it everywhere. Is that, I'm just going to succinctly yeah, say what you do. So, well. so you just, so I remember you you told us all you were going to do it when we were at a training and it was so exciting. So then, so Charlotte, all sorts of people are on from California and Colorado and Canada and Brazil. Um, I guess the other time zones, not so much represented like Australia, but um, probably they'll come and it's just, and yesterday we had Richard Katz from Terra Flora. So that was a nice little pop-in visit. He was uh, sweet to have on. So yeah, I, I hate to miss it. It's always like Wednesday five, don't forget. I really en enriches and helps to share. How did you come up with that idea? You know, I think it existed and want, it, it wanted to come into existence through me. <laughs> you know, I can't even say, but, but it was, I was really yearning to find my my business model for this um, iteration of my practice that was going to be mostly online and, and one in which I could bring my abilities. I was originally a photographer. That was my first career. And, and I really spent a lot of time learning technology. And when I had my first experience with Zoom, and that was in, I think, 2016, and then I knew this is the media that I will be using because there's the screen sharing where I can share the images. And then the idea kind of came off the essence circles, almost as if it existed and wanted to come through me. So That's beautiful. Yeah. And um, I wanted to ask the courses that you give, um, that you maybe said maybe they're recorded. Do you offer those to anybody, to lay people or to flower essence um, practitioners and specialists? Like who are they for? Well, right now I'm deeply committed to get this course done. And this course is called Creative Thinking in Alignment with Nature. This is going to be one for everyone and I actually will be selling it on the Udemy platform that sells courses for very low prices. So that's one level. I'm also planning to offer a training of the very in-depth work that I do and that's going to be more of an ongoing course for practitioners. Um, I think most of my uh, teaching at this time 
is going to be on these two fronts. One that is for a very wide public, but those will be pre-recorded courses. And then some courses that go more in depth and that uh, will be meeting the people who want someone who has a lot of experience like me to go deeper in their skills and, and understanding of the process. Yeah. And another thing I wanted to share is that after this, um, the, or the initial practitioner course that they offer every summer, there's a second course um, and it could be about color. So then all of the flowers that group together as orange, blue, green, pink, and what specific properties those have. And then about dreams or about flower essences and the galaxy. What was the one this summer? Stars? and something yeah there was that something about yes. stars this summer yes. that i wasn't going to go to because i was supposed to go to canada but now i'm going nowhere so i was hoping they would give it online because we can't go anywhere maybe we can <laughs> by july let's see what happens <laughs> um, but it's so the specific applications like the the and the um the flowers that are chalices are for feminine and the tall flowers that are sturdy are for you know, strength of purpose and yellow for our solar plexus. It's really, it could go on and on. We could be in flower essence school day in and day out and still be learning something, right? And I learn every day. <laughs> I continue learning. It's a no ending of learning and research and discovery. It's so enchanting. It's so enchanting. One of the ones that came out um, uh, when I first became a teacher from the range of light um, uh, series of, of essences from the um, the Eastern Sierra is that where they were from and and the Joshua tree of all things that crazy weird looking tree in southern you know near Palm Springs was an entire national park it's a weird looking tree I, I like it right and there's a flower and at first I just didn't get it I would go through my cards I was like I don't get this it's for like healing family and ancestral crap it's fascinating also me i'm a child of a whole family that fought on the wrong side of world war ii like that's there's junk in there i had the pleasure of helping a, a gentleman recently this vietnamese he was born way after the war but his parents have stuff like those uh, flowers powerful isn't it yes yeah. Yes, Joshua it's Tree. It's so beautiful. This possibility of doing this healing that has this reach. Yes. 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 Interesting. And when stuff. you're working with the ancestral stuff, you're actually sending the healing back and forward to your descendants. It's just fascinating. There's so many flowers. So of course, um, Ruth's been doing it way longer than me, but and I do, I do know a lot of them off the top of my head. I don't have to research every single thing. But then there's some flower I forgot. Like, oh, my God, I forgot about that one. <laughs> and it pops out at me. It's like, use me. So I just love it. I'm so lucky that I, I happened upon it by accident and um, adore it. And it's really um, so. So let's just wrap that up. Sorry, let's uh, review. So for right now, impatience is a great um, thing the five flower formula for our shock trauma distress and what else would you recommend right now 
Well, FES has a combination called fearless, which is good for those who are experiencing a lot of fear around, um, yeah, whatever anxiety. Mm -hmm. anxiety. So that's, that can be a good one. Um, I also think of Holly for kids who are fighting too much with each other or even, you know, couples that are beginning to build mm -hmm. that anger. So that's one yeah. for when there's that anger and I have two, I have two for that. Um, uh, snap dragon and, um, tiger lily for fighting. So I give them to my cats. I think I'm going to put it in my water as soon as I'm done with this recording. Really? Calendula. Calendula. People to know how to say things in ways that are more gentle and less, cutting and critical <laughs> so yeah that can be a good one definitely gorse for hope yeah that was one. one of the ones that was created in the 1930s by dr bob yeah and then i was doing compare and contrast for that gorse growing on the highlands look you know with the yellow field and it does have a little bit of similarities with scotch broom right so also growing on our um, uh, hillsides next to the ocean, right? All over those, that same yellow color and they have a similar um, attribute as well. So it's neat. They hang on. You could have crazy amounts of wind and they're just not going anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. And the Scotch and broom helps us find a sense of purpose and, 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 um, perspective when it could seem like doom and gloom and everything is crumbling and my world is ending and there's nothing that I can see, you know, no light that I can see. That I think would be a really good one. I was reading some article about how to get through those times. And one of the suggestions was to make sure that you can find meaning and purpose in what's going on. So that would be very helpful. And then don't forget, you guys mentioned borage. And which is that one, grounding green? Would you like to talk about that? The one? grounding Danielle. green is all um, green flowers. I, I believe there are eight. And um, also came out of that later collection of the, um, the range of light. And to help us ground into earth and be helped in every aspect to whether we live in the city and we don't get enough green space and don't get to walk around in the grass, whether to um, just connect ground, I'm trying to think of other explanations about what else would you say, Ruth? And, and, and what I would add to that is there, there's two important qualities that um, make it so, um, timely for now one of them being hope for the future of the earth and the other one or the other ones would be the ability for us to listen to nature and listen to the messages that the the living being of the earth is yes. sending to us so that as we move forward we can actually co-create a world 
that is sustainable for all living beings. And so this grounding green essence is one for everyone who wants to be listening to nature at this time. Cool. I think people are listening to nature more as in they've slowed down. They're at home, they're outside in gardens or they're taking walks more. I, I have noticed much more because I'm just walking in my neighborhood and in my own garden. And, you know, just being so much more aware of the natural world. And that's what we want to invite people to do. And, and, and I think I believe that at some point, eventually we won't need flower essences because we will make that connection directly with the information coming from the plants. But right now it's such a beautiful way for us to enhance our ability to um, integrate this awareness and to evolve into the better be versions of ourselves. Yeah. Beautiful. Well, with the okay. deep, deep sigh of hope, I, not this uh, breath, I like the ending of that, that hope. Yeah. All right. Well, Ruth, thank you so much for coming on our show. I really appreciate you and your candor and depth of knowledge in this topic. And I'm, we're going to have you on again. I'm just sorry. To talk about. <laughs> I'm sorry. It wasn't a live video conference just because Ruth is so beautiful to look at and that has such a lovely smile. It's you just comforting. What? We can see. start doing this on Facebook lives. If anybody's ready for that action, I am. I'm, I'm all about technology. Facebook live. Oh, she is. Yeah. Yeah, you that are, can be you're, fun. You're you, can, you can have the podcast, but also broadcast on Facebook live. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it can also be fun. on YouTube. We can record this little conversation in our windows. So another That's time and so then you can true. our guests can see my basement where i'm forced to work because no one in my house will give me a break but I, we have an extra person usually it's just bob and i but i have my daughter's here too and that's okay basements are fine i could hear you both so thank you again dear ruth i yes, cannot wait you to again, have ruth. you another time thank you so much it's You're wonderful welcome. to be with you and much success for your podcast thank you Thanks for listening to our podcast. We hope that you enjoyed this episode. You can get more information about it on facebook.com backslash Sharla Danielle podcast.